Hello and welcome to Lolly Secrets, a place where we discuss ways of staying sane in a not-so-sane world by focusing on topics like personal development, relationships, hustle, and the Christian faith. I'm Lolly, your host, and welcome to the podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the show and enjoy more content. Today on the show, we'll be focusing on self-development. And today, we'll be looking at working on your support system. Now, what is your support system? Your support system is supposed to be the people who provide you your biggest support. Now, who are these people and what kind of support are we talking about? So we're looking at your emotional support, your physical support, your spiritual support, your financial support, and your social support if possible. So in times when you're down or when you're happy, who do you go to? Who do you share your most difficult conversations with or, you know, your happiest times with? Where do you go to when you need financial help? Who do you run to when, you know, you need someone to talk to? When you need help with anything, where do you go? Who are your core people you go to when you need someone for anything? These are the people that we need to talk about. Those pillars that you need in times of real support. These are our foundation and it's important that your foundation is strong. And I feel that a lot of people aren't really looking at these people strongly enough. I think it's important that we look at these people. If we do not analyze and check and make sure that these people are really supporting us the way we need them to, then what ends up happening is that you just don't get the strength that you need when you need it. Can you imagine having a house and one of the pillars is just not strong enough or two of the pillars aren't strong enough? What then happens? The house becomes shaky. Imagine, you know, the story of the piggies and the big bad wolf. If the wolf comes and huffs and puffs, well, the house is gone. And so today I want us to just have a look and see what we can do, where we can look, and what we can do to kind of secure ourselves and make sure that those around us are also looking out for us as well. So the idea here is to make sure that those that are our immediate people are there for us at the times that we need them to. And who are we talking about when we talk about our immediate people, our go-to people? For the most part, these people are our immediate family, our best friends, our family friends, or as some of us call them, our cousins. You know those cousins that you can never really explain how they're our cousins? Um, By the time you start, they end up being these long-time family friends that you just, it's just too hard to explain. You just go, listen, they're just our cousins. Just let it go, okay? (laughs) You've been family friends for like 20 years. They're now cousins. They're family now. So these are the kind of people I'm talking about. And then the cousins that don't end up being snitches who are real cousins, the ones that you hold close to, those kind of people. Those are the pillars I'm talking about. These inner circle people, the closest of the closest. In my experience, when something happens or anything goes terribly wrong with these relationships between yourself and one or two or even three of these people in your life, it generally affects other aspects of your life. So I'll give you an example. If in your life, your dad, let's say, is a big part of your support system and you have a big problem or a big issue with your dad, then that tends to have a big impact on other aspects of your life. If you have issues with two or more people 
in your support system, it will really have a big impact on other aspects of your life. So it's quite important that you secure your base before you step outside to the, I would say, to the outside world. And to be honest, a lot of people's support system isn't quite, isn't that big. You'll find that most people don't even have more than five. And even then, I don't think many people have more than 10 at the maximum. So you can imagine if you're having issues with two, that's quite a significant amount. And so knowing this, it can be frustrating to a certain degree. If your family is a big part of your support system, imagine that you can't choose who you call family. If you can't choose them and then you're not friends with them or you're not necessarily close with them, that would be very frustrating, I would imagine. So you know, family is family and there's nothing you can do about it. The best thing you can do is find ways to cohabit or, well, I'll leave this part up to you. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my family. You, you know, you didn't choose them, but you have to, you learn how to live with them. And, you know, from learning your idiosyncrasies and all the beautiful things that make them who they are, you also learn how to deal with other people. I got that little nugget from watching a Sunday service the other day on Daystart. However, one thing I'll say is this, as much as you and your family might not always get along, so far as they're supporting you the way you need them to, I think that's all that really matters. You know, a lot of people, and I know I'm definitely one of them, I love my mom to death, but mothers can be the most frustrating people in the whole world. You know, they, they always mean well and they're always, um, what's the word for it? They're always putting their nose in your business and they always... <sighs> How to, how to put it? I'll give you an example. My mom is one of those people where if I tell her, for example, I don't like the way someone did this to me, X, Y, and Z. This is a very recent example. She will go to that person. This is a private conversation I've had, to, I've had with her, by the way. She will go to that person thinking she's doing something for my benefit and tell that person, Lolly didn't like X, Y, and Z. Can you please fix it? Can you please make sure that you fix it and, you know, in future, this, that, and the other. Now, my, I'm a grown woman in my 30s, and I can fight my own battles. And then I find out the next day that this person has been scolded by my mother. Now, you can imagine how baffling that could be. And she means well, like I said, bless her heart. But family is family. You love them anyway, right? So this is just an example of somebody being your support system and trying to help you. And this is her you know, helping me, trying to help me emotionally, but probably not in the best way possible, right? So this is what I mean by they can be frustrating to a certain degree, but they mean well for the most part or those that are trying. And my point is, how do we find a way to get our support system to help us in the way that benefits us as opposed to the way that they think is the right way? And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So how do we know if our support system is good for us? And how do we get them to support us in the best way that works for us? So the first point I wanted us to look at is we have to reassess who we're leaning on for support on various parts of our life. Now, 
We may be leaning on the wrong person for some type of support that they're not capable of giving us. And I'll, I'll explain more on this. Some people, they have the capacity to help you on numerous things, but they might not have the capacity to help you on some other thing. I have some family members who have the capacity for, they have a lot of financial acumen, but they're not particularly great with empathy. So you might go to them for a lot of financial advice and they're amazing with that. But if you go to them and, you know, crying about some kind of emotional situation, they're not well equipped with those kind of situations. So they might almost seem like they don't care. And it's not like they don't care. They just are not equipped. They don't have the capacity. So you just have to understand that some people are not as equipped and it's not their fault. So you have to understand that, you know, you might not be leaning on the right people for the right thing. I'll give you another example. I have in the past gone to certain other family members to discuss new ideas for business. I'll explain that I want to start a new business venture on certain things. And in trying to explain myself, I would start getting frustrated. And then all of a sudden I would remember that, oh, I just realized this isn't the family member I normally go to for these kind of discussions because I would remember that they're not in that season in their life life. So they're not mentally there to have that kind of conversation. Whereas the person I should have gone to with that kind of conversation was probably not available at that time. So it was my mistake for going to the wrong person with that conversation. And it's just remembering that just because the person that you would normally go to for that kind of support, just because that person isn't available doesn't mean that you can just go to the next person. You really need to stick to the right people for the right things, really. And really understanding that. So you really really need to make sure that you're going to the right people for the right kind of support. So that's the first part of it. So you just have to remember that you have to assess who you lean on for support on various parts of your life. Think about who you're leaning on for different parts of your life. Sometimes you might want to ask the same person for the same thing over and over again. If you're asking somebody over and over again for something, whether it be for emotional support or financial support, or maybe every time you ask this person to go out with you, you know, it's not, you know, they don't want to go for drinks all the time anymore. Maybe they've changed. Maybe they can't give you that same level of support anymore, or maybe they're no longer financially buoyant anymore. Maybe you might have to change the dynamic now. You have to start thinking about these things. Life is always changing. So you have to start assessing or reassessing the dynamic and think of how the support they're giving you might have to change and look for how else they can support you in that relationship. Now, the second thing you have to look at is some people are in our support system and have been raised to a certain level of importance that shouldn't have been raised to that level of importance. Big up to my cousin and to my brother for raising this topic, by the way, this particular point. And it's quite important for us to address this. You see, I've had a couple of people in my life that this has happened to me about, and it's quite important that we realize this. It's normally happened to me when it comes to best friends. You see, family's family. They will always be, you know, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. They're not going to be more than that. They're always going to be your brother or your sister or your 
insert, you know, family level. But you see friends and friendships and what have you, that will always change. And so for me, in the past, you know, I'll become friends with someone and they'll become my best friend. And then what will then happen is I'll turn around and I'll find out that they have not raised me to that same level of importance. But guess what? They're enjoying the benefits of a best friend title from me. So I'm doing all these amazing things for them and they're loving it and they know that I am treating them as my best friend because I have told them that they are my best friend and they're loving it because when I treat someone as my best friend, they're my almost my everything. They're basically almost like my sister. They're getting all these lovely benefits. So they love that because I am an all or nothing kind of girl. If you're my bestie, you're my bestie. But guess what? They have their own best friend. So they're enjoying this extra lovely benefit, but they're not willing to put in the work because they have their own bestie, but they're getting all these extra benefits as bestie figure from someone else. And so you have to understand that if you're raising someone to that level in your life, you need to make sure that person is raising you to that level in their life. So you need to make sure that that person is raising you as much as you're raising them. So make sure that whatever level that you're putting someone in your life, they're putting you in their life too. So as you're reassessing who you're leaning on for support, better make sure that that person who's not your family member, or even if they're your family member, make sure that they're also putting you on that level too. Make sure that they're also making you important enough and put it in the work as well. You cannot be putting work in for people who are not putting work in for you. That imbalance is not, it's just, it's not on. Look, I'm going to be real with you. I'm a Christian, but my mama didn't raise no fool. As much as we do things for love and everything, Every relationship is, to some extent, transactional. My brother and I have discussed this. To a certain degree, a relationship is transactional. This is why there is that reason that people feel that they're taken for granted. Why do you feel that you're taken for granted? Because you did X or you did Y and you didn't feel like the other person appreciated a Y because you felt that something was missing. Why did you feel that something was missing? Because when you did this, you were expecting something. If you were not expecting something, right, then you shouldn't have felt that anything was missing. It's simple. There is no way that it wasn't transactional if you weren't expecting something. So there's no way it wasn't transactional. You might not have been expecting money or anything, but you were still expecting some kind of appreciation for something. So let's be clear. You still want someone to appreciate you to a certain degree. So at least on that level, there's some kind of social transaction going on. And so on that point, I will say, just make sure that you're getting what you need as a person. And I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling that you want to be appreciated. I think it's common decency. I think every human being has a right to feel appreciated. So that's just my take on that particular point. So the third point is check to see if everyone is doing what they're meant to be doing. So is everyone in your support system doing what they're supposed to be doing? So we've reassessed everyone. Everyone's now supposed to be where they're, where they're supposed to be now. You know, we've juggled everyone in the right place now. So now you are now, you know, supposed to be now my emotional support. You are now my financial support. You are now my spiritual support. Okay, okay, now everyone's in the right place. Now everyone's in the right level, 
Okay, so now you're no longer on this level. You're now an acquaintance, okay? Because you know, you, you know, you're not, you're not pulling your weight, you know. And you're now, you know, you've been doing quite a good job. You know, you can elevate yourself. Okay, okay. Everyone's now in the right place. So now that everyone's in the right place, let's see if everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, let's see if everyone's pulling their weight because you know. And don't forget, you are supposed to be pulling your weight as well, right? So let's see if everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mom, dad, what's everyone doing? And it will all depend on the role you expect them to be playing in your life, remember? So emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, all that kind of good stuff, you know? What's your brother doing? What's your sister doing? What's your auntie doing? What's your uncle doing? Your best friend, your mom, your dad, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, what's everyone doing? If you're, uh, you know, a little bit on the mature side, what are your kids doing for you? What's everyone doing in your life for you? All the people who are close connected in your inner circle, what's everyone doing in your life for you? You know, who are these people that are on your favorites list as your contacts, the people that you call quickly when you have good news or, you know, people you call when you're like, oh, you know, I've got terrible news or people that you, when you have you know, your birthday, you want to call for dinner or you call for Thanksgiving. Who are these people that you call and who are they in your life? And when you want to spend time with them, who are these people and what are they doing in your life? You know, is everyone playing their part? What were they supposed to do? Have they been doing it? What are the circumstances around that? And if anyone isn't doing what they're supposed to do, do you have a safe space to discuss these things? Because this is important. If I'm dating a guy that, is, that isn't treating me well right now as I am, I'm going to cut him off. That's exactly how I would be. Because in the state that I am in now, I am not going to tolerate bad behavior. I will explain to him that I do not tolerate X, Y, and Z. And I will give him a chance to make it right. If he doesn't, I'm going to let him know that it's unacceptable and let it go. We are not married. We are not, we, we have no ties. So this is how I treat any and all relationships currently, unless you are my husband. So if you find that you identify with any unhealthy dynamics in your support system and for whatever reason have been letting them get away with it, but it's getting a bit old now and you're just kind of done with all that. You know, for example, if somebody's using you as a refuse, sometimes you find that, you know, with your support system, you end up with, let's say, a family member or a friend or a best friend or a sister or whoever that all they want to do is speak to you, but they just want to talk to you about their problems. That's all they want to do. They don't necessarily want to communicate with you. All they want to do is dump on you. And yeah, that for me, that's not going to work. You find that everybody uses everybody to lean on each other, you know, that kind of way. And I know a lot of people do it. You know, you have friends where, you know, we call each other, you know, I kind of tell you, oh, this, 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 and that. You tell me, oh, this, this, and that. And we kind of use each other to lean on each other for support. But that's a whole other thing when, let's say, I call you and I just tell you everything that's going on with me and I dump all my stuff on you and then say, oh, thank you. And then that's it. And I hang up. And basically, you know, you don't, you know, the other person doesn't give the other one a chance to share well that's just dumping like a refuse as far as I'm concerned and in the you know in the little time that you do get a chance to share it's just there's no support 
So nobody wants a dumper. Nobody wants to be used as a refuse. Or even worse, the other people who are just leeches, you know, they come to you and all they do is ask you for stuff. You know, can you do this for me? All they want to do is use you for stuff. Either they, they're users and abusers. They use you for stuff or they ask you for money and that's all they do. So when you see that you're in an unhealthy dynamic, it might be time for a change. And so number three would be unacceptable behavior is no longer tolerated. So it, it is definitely time to set up boundaries. Start putting boundaries in place. Maybe it's time to have a chat. Maybe it's time to distance yourself from the unhealthy behavior. It depends on you. You're the one who will decide what you feel is best for you. Some people are not close enough to certain family members and they will cut. They will decide, I am no longer going to be part of this discussion. I've seen people cut off cousins completely. They don't talk to them anymore, cut off sisters, cut off brothers completely. I've seen people cut off mothers completely. I've seen people distance themselves from people completely. You know, it's just highs and buys. I've seen other people sit down and have a conversation. Sometimes conversation leads to changed behavior. Sometimes it does lead to changed behavior, but only for a short time because some people you find that they're set in their ways. Some people, they don't, you know, the other party doesn't care enough to change for a long period. They just do it just to, I suppose they don't care enough to change permanently. They're just doing it just to, for a short time apiece, I guess. But for whatever the case, it's up to you what you decide. And to a certain degree, I believe it's what you allow. I've started becoming more aware of the fact that it is what you allow. So you need to find your voice. And when you start setting boundaries for yourself, you try and you keep trying and you keep trying and then you become firmer. When you start finding more resolve, I think things will start falling into place for you. And so number four would be finding new people who will complete your support system. So, you know, because in number three, you've decided to set new boundaries and you're removing certain people who are no longer part of your support system, it'll mean that you can have a void in your support system, right? So, so some people are no longer in place for your support system, which means that currently your foundation isn't strong anymore. So you're lacking certain things and you need to fill them up. In that case, you definitely need to find people to help you with those places that you're lacking. So what you then need to do is find people who will help you with the support that you need for those areas of your life. So what I would say then, and my husband and I were discussing this and I was saying, how do you, what, what will we do when you're looking for people who will help you in these areas of your life when you need support? And he said, well, in his experience, when he's needed help, because he doesn't have a mentor, for example. So I said, what have you done when you've needed help in certain areas of your life? He said, well, he's gone to meetup groups and they've been so helpful for him. So for example, if you need financial help, you don't necessarily need to go to some uncle who doesn't probably know a lot of stuff, but he just pretends that he does. Mm, please. Let me know if you've had any of these experiences. I've seen some of these before. These uncles that, you know, they tell you they know stuff and then you find yourself teaching them stuff. Mm. Anyway, please 
go join a meetup group. We've joined a financial independence group in Ireland here. And it's been wonderful for us. We've been learning all kinds of things here. You can join meetup groups in your local area there, wherever you are. Uh, join meetup groups, join all kinds of different places. You can go to um, an activity-based club around you, um, meet like-minded people. Whatever it is that you need, join a group there. So, for example, if you need help with spiritual thing. I just felt, for example, when I needed help, you know, spiritual guidance, I went back to church. I mean, obviously I started, you know, reading my Bible more. I started doing a devotional and did all that, but I went back to church. Honestly, I started going back to church again and that was an extra boost for me. So if you need to join yoga, if you need to join whatever your spirituality is, go there, join a group, go to a Bible study, something like that. And that will help you in your spirituality. If you need some kind of emotional help, if you have a lot of baggage you feel you need to unpack, go to a therapist. There is no shame in it. Some people don't have the money to see a therapist. Some people just feel like they need to chat. I don't know, but I know that there's a lot of these meetup groups where girls just sit around and talk about these things. You'd be surprised in a lot of women, if you're a nursing mom or anything like that, go to these mommy and me clubs. You'd be surprised about what the moms talk about. They sit and they talk about their emotions and things that they're going through. And you'll find that you'll be able to connect on a level about things that you're also feeling and experiencing. Even these Facebook groups, I've joined a few of them because I plan to have children in the next few years and I just wanted to kind of inform myself on a lot of things. And the things they talk about there are so inspiring and really informative as well. People are pouring their hearts out there, you know, and this is just on Facebook. Imagine what they talk about face to face. So join these groups. But if it's just even a book club or a boating club or whatever it is, your activity-based clubs, join them. Go to any one of them. Anything that you can identify with. Just immerse yourself in any of these communities. And I'm sure that they will be supportive and helpful. You know, like-minded people always are. Now, the final thing that I also wanted to say to you is that you just need to be aware that as you're making these decisions about others, others are also making these decisions about you too. So be self-aware and be your own first assessor and also your number one critic. Check with your support system and be sure you're doing your part to support them the way they need to be supported. Because as you are asking to be supported, they also need to be supported as well. And do it within the best of your ability and within the best of your capacity as well. Remember, it's not just about money. The littlest things count. Do what you can do to the best of your ability. And don't forget, it's also about continuous assessment. Everyone's life is changing the same way yours is changing. Things are happening all the time, but you've got to put in the work the same way they've got to put in the work, okay? So I hope this has been very helpful for you. It's been very helpful for me. And this is why I've been putting in the work too. I hope this has been enlightening. If you found any of this in any way interesting, please rate, please subscribe, and please share with people that you know. I've been Lolly, your host, and thank you so much for listening to Lolly Secrets Podcast. Ciao!